The name of this book is Secret, Chapter 15. And Peyton's in a grumpy mood and it's putting me in a bad mood, so we're just going to start reading. Because she's grumpy. And, and yeah. I'm not. Yeah, you're grumpy. Mm -mm. Cass and Max Ernest emerged from behind the gym, so lost in conversation that it took them several seconds to notice that the entire schoolyard was empty. I can't believe it, said Cass. Finally, they evacuated the school and I wasn't even there. I think it may be a false alarm, Max Ernest nodded in the direction of the auditorium. Kids and teachers had started streaming out. Amber walked towards them, her smoochie of the week dangling from her neck. Where were you? she asked. You missed the assembly. Amber, who aside from being the nicest girl in the school, was also the chattiest. If she wasn't so nice, you may not have said she was the most you may have said she was the most gossipy. Told the news Benjamin Blake was missing. That was why the police and fire department had been there. Amber explained that Benjamin had dropped been dropped off at school that morning, but he'd never gone to class. Nobody did see him leave. Nobody had picked him up. He didn't even have a hall pass or a trip slip or a doctor's excuse or even a note from his parents. Any student who had seen Benjamin or had any idea where his whereabouts to his whereabouts was supposed to tell Mrs. Johnson immediately so the police would be could be altered. I can't believe that you didn't know, said Amber when she finished her summary of events. I thought you loved emergencies, Cass. I don't love them, said Cass irritably. I just like to be prepared. Actually, that's what we're doing just now, preparing for an emergency. We're collaborators, said Max Ernest, which made Cass, which made Cass want to throttle him. Oh, well, I think it's, oh, well, I think it's great that you two are friends, said Amber. By the way, I'm almost done with this, said Amber, holding up her smoochie. It's cotton candy. Do you want it, Cass? Um, sure, said Amber. Thanks, Cass said automatically. Wait, what are smoochies again? Remember the chapstick? Every week she got a new lip gloss. Mm. Lip gloss. I know, gross. Um, which made her want to throttle herself. It was my hundredth smoochie, Amber boasted as she handed it over. They gave me this when I... They gave me this when I bought it. She gestured to the front of her t-shirt, which said, I've smooched a hundred times in glitter writing that sparkled in the sun when she twirled around on the back of her t-shirt. It said, Honorary Skeleton Sister. What's a skeleton sister? said Max, asked Max Ernest after Amber had reconjoined her, rejoined her friends. That's a, is it a horror movie or a comic or something? Not skeleton, skelt. Oh, never mind, said Cass. Your name is better. That's why, that's why they look like, that's what they look like anyways. As she asked Max Ernest, as she and Max Ernest walked back to class, Cass told him about running into Benjamin that morning in the hallway. I met him in the last person he talked to, ever. And I was so mean to him, she thought guiltily. But she kept that part to herself. Are you going to tell Miss Johnson? asked Max Ernest. I don't know. She'll probably just think I'm making it up, said Cass, with a little bit more a little bit more bitterness. Like most of the students at the school, Cass and Max Ernest usually passed all the other artwork in the hallway without giving him any more thought than they gave the citizenship trophies in the glass case or the toy 
drive announcement on the bulletin board. Now, knowing Benjamin Blake was missing, they stopped and looked more closely at the paintings. I don't see what's so great about them, said Max Ernest. I mean, what are the pictures really of? It just looks like little screensavers. They're not pictures of anything. That's the point, said Cass, who suddenly felt called upon to defend Benjamin. It was the least she could do. It was the least she could do, considering how she treated them. Haven't you ever heard of abstract art? Just look at the colors and the shapes. What else could I be looking at? That's all there is. One, paint, one painting consisted mainly of ripples and circles, and someone had dropped something into the purple lake. Rain song? asked Max Ernest, reading the card taped to the wall next to the picture. Why is, why is it a song? There's no sound or words. How am I supposed to know? I guess that's what he thinks of when, you know, rain. Max Ernest said that it figured that somebody as nonsensical as Benjamin Blake would disappear. He probably didn't even know where he was half the time, but I hope he's okay anyway, said Max Ernest. Even though he never made any sense, he's not a, lot, a bad person, at least not bad bad, just bad logically. I mean, what if people were sentenced to death just because they didn't make sense? He trailed off because Cass wasn't listening. She was reading the title of the other paintings. One was called M Music of the Crickets and Cars. Music of the Crickets and Cars. Another was Song I Sing When I'm Scared. Another was The Radio in My Mother's Office. A frown took shape on Cass's face. What? demanded Max Ernest. Don't you see? See what? Benjamin Blake is like the Bergamo brothers. What do you mean? He has... What's it called? The confusion of the senses? <gasps> He's a synthetic? A, a synesthetic? <laughs> Cass nodded. How do you know? All of his paintings are paintings of music. So? So that's confusion of the senses. Like seeing songs. Huh. Maybe, said Max Ernest, obviously not convinced. Come on, we gotta tell somebody, said Cass, turning away from the paintings. Why? What's the big deal? Don't you get it? The boy in the limousine, Dr. L, Miss Mavius, they kidnapped Benjamin. But I thought you said that Miss Mavius wasn't the same lady as in the notebook. Well, I take it back. I don't care how old she is. They did it. Now come on. Cass started running down the hall. Max Ernest struggled to keep up. You're saying all this just because of purple painting? Cass nodded. They must have seen Benjamin's painting when they looked. they were looking for us. And then... She decided to take him, just like she took the magician's brother and that violin girl. You're crazy, said Max Ernest. I am not. This is just another one of your crazy predictions, like with that mouse. You thought it died from toxic waste, but it was just rat poison. We don't know that for sure, said Cass, her ears stinging. She hadn't known that Max Ernest had seen the rat poison. Anyways, this is different. Benjamin's life is in danger and you don't even care. Well, I don't think you really care either. My new doctor says it's just because of the way your dad died with the lightning and everything that you're a survivalist and you're always trying to save everybody. It doesn't have anything to do with them. Cass stopped, stopped running and stared at Max Ernest. You told your doctor about my dad? So you said it wasn't a secret secret. It's not. Then why are you so mad? I'm not mad. Your ears are all red. They're not. You can't even see them. 
Anyways, it doesn't even matter what you think because I don't think that we should be collaborators anymore, said Cass serotypically. Tipis. Whoa. Serotyp. Oh my god. Grow up, Jenna. Serepetitiously? That's a hard word to say. Checking her reflection in a glass case. Really? With your condition, it's not really safe for either of us. Nobody even knows what my condition is. That's why it's so dangerous. I just can't. I just can't count on you. No offense, it's not personal. Anyways, I gotta go to class. Me too, said Max Ernest. Without saying goodbye, each of them turned from each other and headed in the opposite direction of each other down the hall. I know, it's upsetting. I wish I could report that Max Ernest suddenly stood understood why Cass might have not wanted him to tell his doctor about her father, even if it wasn't technically a secret, and that he immediately ran to Cass after school and apologized, or that Cass suddenly realized that Max Ernest hadn't meant any harm by telling his doctor, and that she immediately ran after Max Ernest and told him that they could be collaborators again, or that they both suddenly realized that their friendship was more important than petty differences, and they ran back towards each other and gave each other a big hug. But I can't report any of those things. That didn't happen. At another time, I might make up I might make up a makeup scene to make you feel better. Normally, I have no qualms about pondering my audience, pandering my audience. However, the way the story unfolds from here is affected by the fight between Cass and Max Ernest. If I were to end their fight now, the rest of the story wouldn't make sense. So forgive me. In this instance, at least, I must stick with the truth. In fact, Cass wasn't thinking that much about Max Ernest after she left. She was thinking about Benjamin Blake. More particularly, what, what Cass was thinking was that it was her fault that Benjamin was kidnapped. The reasons went like this. Had she never taken the magician's book, the magician's notebook, Miss Mobius and Dr. L would never have come hunting for her. Number two, had Miss Mobius and Dr. L never come hunting for her, they would have never seen Benjamin's paintings. And number three, had they never seen Benjamin's paintings, they would have never kidnapped him. Conclusion, it was her responsibility to make sure that he got home safe before he was buried alive in a sulfurous inferno. Creepy. Are you falling asleep? Yeah, time to go night-night. Did you, did you li listen to the chapter? Do you know what happened? Creepy. All right, next one is chapter 16. It's so creepy. And we're at 159. Let's see. We are 159. We are officially almost halfway done with the book. Look crazy, huh? Goes by fast. Alright, see you guys for chapter 16. Welcome to Reading to Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. <laughs>